Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for Joel chapter 1. So I'm going to read a little introduction first to the book of Joel. We have no information about when or where Joel lived. Using the linguistics of the Bible, he may have lived around 500 BC, putting him in the time frame of Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Some believe he lived about about 850 B.C., others around 720 B.C. It's possible that Joel did not want us to focus on his time period, but on the future. Except for the first verse, every word of Joel is about the latter days, from Joseph Smith into the millennium. John's revelation draws heavily on material and rhetoric from Joel. All right, verse, uh, or the heading to Joel says, Call a solemn assembly and gather to the house of the Lord, for the day of the Lord is at hand. Verse 1, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, Hear this, ye old men, or elders, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land, hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers. Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. That which the palm worm hath left, hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten i.e. the invading or conquering armies are compared to four varieties or stages of growth of locusts. In Hebrew literature is noted for its rich imagery. In these verses and those that follow, Joel used the figure of a famine to portray Judah's future. The palmer worm is the Hebrew gazam, which means nar. The locust is in Hebrew arbeth, which means many. The canker worm is the Hebrew yelek, which means liquor, and the caterpillar is the Hebrew kashil, which means consumer. That was by uh, Adam Clark. These Hebrew terms refer to the stages of development in the life of a locust. Such Im- imagery fixed forever in the minds of the Jews, the devastation prophesied by Joel for the latter days. Is the famine spoken of only literal and physical, or does it have a symbolic and spiritual meaning? Looking at what happened to Judah in Joel's day, many scholars feel that the palmer worm was a metaphor for the Assyrian-Babylonian invasions of the Holy Land. What these two empires left, the Medes and Persians ate during their invasions. Verse 4 can be seen as an example of the Hebrew dualism previously mentioned. A prophet may refer to one incident and also mean another. For example, the canker worm could also represent the invasions and suppression of the Holy Land by Greece under Alexander the Great and his successors. Then the caterpillar would represent the invasion that consumed Judah when she was overrun by Rome and eventually destroyed by Titus. These references seem also to, to apply to the coming battle of Armageddon when armies from the north will gather and fight just before the millennium. That was from the Institute Manual, as is most of this that I'm going to read. Verse 5, Awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation is come up up upon the land, strong and without number, whose teeth are as the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine waste, and barked my fig tree, he hath made it clean, bare, and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. 
Judah had become drunken with the wine of iniquity and would have caused to weep and to howl, for the Lord would not tolerate their glorifying or their glorying in sin. Judah's security and wealth, which lay at the root of this wickedness, were compared to the to the vine from which the grapes for wine are taken. The vineyard was to be cut off. Judah would be humbled by the Lord's um, almighty hand so they could be drunken no more. The vine and the fig tree, among the most stable and enduring of the plants that nourished Israel anciently, represented the finest that the Lord had had given his chosen people. But they had rejected the gift and the giver, and all would be laid waste by the numberless nation of in, of invaders who, as a lion, would not be denied. The lion is the most feared of animals and pulls down his prey with great savagery. A tree is barked by stripping the bark from the trunk, which kills the tree. The imagery was clear. The house of Israel would be pulled down or cut off and spoiled by powerful outside nations. Their vineyards and orchards would be desolate. Verse 8. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests, the Lord's ministers, mourn. The field is wasted, the land mourneth, for the corn or grain is wasted, the new new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, howl, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament, ye priests, howl, ye ministers of the altar, come, lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God, for the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Is not the meat or food cut off before your before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed is rotten under their clods. The garners or storehouses are laid desolate. The barns are broken down, for the corn is withered. How do the beasts groan? Or uh, the, the herds of cattle are perplexed because they have no pasture. Yea, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. O Lord, to thee will I cry, for the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness, and the flame hath burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field cry also unto thee, for the rivers of waters are dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. One of the consequences of Judah's destruction and scattering as a nation was the loss of her temple worship, the source of joy and gladness. Their field was wasted. They were no longer a fruitful people under the Lord, unto the Lord. At this time, a husbandman was a person who tended an orchard, and a vine dresser was one who cultivated a vineyard. In New Testament times, a husbandman also took care of a vineyard. The girding in verse 13 refers to putting on clothing of sackcloth or coarse cloth made of animal hair which would constantly remind them of the great tragedy coming to their people. Joel called upon all the people to howl and lament because the temple would fall and the people of God would undergo national disaster. Just as Moses had instructed Israel to learn a song in Deuteronomy 31 and 32, the words of which would remind them of their their condemnation if they broke their covenants, so Joel instructed Judah to learn the words they would cry in the last days as a reminder of of her future sorrow. 
A solemn assembly was held to gather priesthood leaders and members to consider these sacred matters in verse 14. The seed being rotten under their clods in verse 17 refers to the fact that when the sprout was bitten off by the locusts, the seed simply rotted away. When Israel and Judah were devoured by their invaders, they too would spoil the barns, would be of no value, for they would house nothing. Those, these dire predictions were fulfilled when the covenant people fell, first to Assyria and then to Babylon, and then were ruled by a series of empires. But these verses also seem to require a latter-day fulfillment with destruction again threatening Judah. The phrase, Day of the Lord, in verse 15, is a phrase often associated with the time just before the second coming. Chapters 2 and 3 of Joel definitely apply to the final days. So anyway, that's the end of chapter 1, and we'll see you next time. Exciting times. Bye.